What's up, Rewatchers? It's Dustin here to let you know that this show may feature strong or inappropriate language, so please be mindful of who around you can hear it. Also, we assume that you've at least watched the show or the episode we will be discussing. If not, just be warned that there are spoilers ahead. But really, it's your fault because these shows have been out for a while. <laughs> Enjoy. Okay, so, The Tale of the Midnight. Excuse me, fucking duck. Got that wrong. <laughs> I'm looking at two words at the same time, and it makes me mad. The Tale of the Fucking Duck. Quack, quack, motherfuckers. <laughs> quack, quack. Quack. Welcome to the Rewatch Recap. I'm Dustin, and with me for this final Snick episode is my good buddy, Brucker, from Autopsy of a Horror Movie Podcast. Yay! How's it going, Brooke? Hello. Hello, Dustin. So happy to be here. Um, I, uh, I I wish people could see how I named myself in this recording, but uh, I nicknamed myself Brucker Lamewad Nurse for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um you're not a lame wad. I don't think you are, but you know, I do love how every time you say hello, like every single time, that's how you open up your show. And every, I get, I look forward to it. It just, it's joyful to me. It it's, makes me laugh. It's now hard, hardwired into my brain and I can't open up any podcast, yours or mine in any different way. And if I do, hello. I will malfunction. <laughs> hello. I just, I just, I don't know what it is. Every time <laughs> I just go, here it comes. And that's how you say it every time. Right. It's hello with 10 O's at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, hey, Brucker and I just had a little mini chat for Patreon. Just, quote, shooting the shit about Goosebumps and ho Hocus Pocus and Scooby-Doo and all that good stuff. So Super secrets. You have Super to join. Secret. You have to join yeah, to figure it out. Join. You'll, you'll get a little extra. It's not, it's not fantastic, but it's fun. So, you know, there's a ton of others. There's like 20-something <laughs> extras I have out now. So... Hopefully that'll entice you, you know, maybe we'll see. So this is the final Snick episode and we are finally covering my favorite Snick series of all time. And like I said to Brooker earlier, this is dropping October 2nd. It's the perfect time. It's the perfect way to finish these episodes with the granddaddy of all kid horror in my, my eyes, at least. Are you afraid of the dark? Love it so much. Now, let me ask this, Brooker. So you did mention you got scared of you would run and hide from Are You Afraid of the Dark or Goosebumps as a oh, kid. Yeah. But did you ever watch any at all before? Oh, I, I know I did. Do I? So I don't. I have like vivid memories of specific episodes of Goosebumps that I did <laughs> brave through. Um, for Are You Afraid of the Dark? There might have been a couple that I like. I would always try and start the episode and but there will always be a certain point where i'm like i am i'm having i'm having a kid heart attack i can't get through this um but yeah i was i was a i was a huge scaredy cat as a kid that's funny i just still think it's funny and now you host a horror movie podcast that's great it's amazing how we grow up and change <laughs> i know i know well, maybe you'll be able to get now that you're you know finally actually consciously watching are you afraid of the dark and remembering 
<laughs> maybe you'll mm-hmm. maybe you'll feature one of those in one of your kid horror episodes coming up. Uh, yeah, yeah, that'll definitely be fine. That'd be really fun. I think it would be cool. I think I might know the answer to this, but what is your favorite kid-friendly horror show? I know you told me once, and I cannot remember. Oh, kid-friendly horror show. I mean, I love Scooby-Doo. I mean, right. I think that's that one's probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's a few like kid movies that I really like that are like from like like spinoffs, like TV shows, like Alvin and the Chipmunk, Chipmunks Meet, uh, The Wolfman, or Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Love stuff like that. Um, and I think that there was. Do you? I don't know if, if you would. I don't know if you would have been like at the right age, but like, I remember when I was like very young, you could go to McDonald's. And they'll sometimes had like McDonald's like produce like movies. You get like a VHS mm-hmm. tape or they would like have a special edition that would just be. Yeah. They yeah. At Christmas too all the time. Yes. And there was like this that I, I had this like vivid memory of this. And I know that this is real because I looked it up at one point and then got the name of it. I don't remember it now. But like there was this one like VHS tape they did. It was like Ronald McDonald and like Grimace and the Hamburglar and all the, the whole gang. And they go into this haunted house. But it's like it's like a haunted house in the in the sense of like 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 haunted attraction almost. But like it's like there's this person like pulling all the levers and mechanisms and stuff, and they're stuck in this house trying to get out of it. And it was very like spooky fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, while those aren't TV shows, those were like the the kid friendly things that like I have like fond memory of memories no, of don't watching. Don't touch the fry guys. <laughs> <laughs> Leave them alone. They don't have any arms. <laughs> they don't what's up with that like how do they eat do they have mouths or do they eat themselves like what's up with that i don't get it whoa self auto cannibalism <laughs> i mean like it's kind of like what the pizza the hut from Spaceballs. you know <laughs> he ate himself to death right <laughs> <laughs> and that like metallic max headroom guys like you're delicious i'm, I'm, I'm like you're eating your boss like <laughs> that's his skin you're peeling it off his face oh god. oh my god that that's some kid horror actually because i grew up with that and it's like it's it's really surreal looking when you look back and like really like that's it really messes with your mind as a kid <laughs> right he's eating himself <laughs> to death <laughs> yeah no i know you had that one you, you um that i watched because of your show don't look under the bed oh that movie which is, is the great. disney horror movie mm-hmm. um i recently the saw DCOMs. Yeah, I recently saw like Under Wraps. I haven't watched it, but I saw like a clip from it's been circulating from the older one because they made it, they remade it recently. And there's a clip where like this monster like jumps through a window at some guy when like the knife is in the sink and it's caught in the uh, the, um, garbage disposal. And you're like, oh my God, like this is Disney? (laughs) It's freaky as hell. Oh my gosh. Yeah, dude, all of those DCOM horror movies were just great. Like you said, like don't, don't look under the bed still holds up um under wraps mom's got a day with a vampire halloween town uh phantom of the megaplex um i mean the, those those movies just rule they're, they're so i'll much tell fun. you something you need to watch because they used to have like you know remember how a teen witch i know you know that movie right yeah with yeah Blake lively's older sister <laughs> um they also came out with some other ones around that time like that are really good that are very much decom like i think a teen witch is kind of decom in a way it's not a decom but it's esque you know what i mean it has that feeling really straight to video in a way um mm-hmm. there was another one that i love it's called my best friend is a vampire that's great and it's just silly you know once bitten oh love once bitten 
love that movie. You've never seen Once Bitten? No, I haven't. I haven't seen too many vampire ones, I don't think. Once Bitten takes place in the 80s, and it's Jim Carrey in his very first starring role in his oh, like whoa. early 20s. And he meets the, he and his friends. They're like seniors in high school, and they decide they're going to go lose their virginity. So they go to downtown Hollywood, and they go to this like singles bar where they had like phones at every table, and you can call the phone at somebody else's table because there are numbers over there, and you talk to them, and you go over and talk to them. And oh, interesting. Yeah. So this vampire chick calls the table and wants him, and he goes. And she's called the Countess, and uh, no one questions that. <laughs> Her name's <laughs> Countess, and no one says anything. And so she has to like drink from a virgin so many times before a certain day and Halloween comes up. It's during Halloween season. It's one of those movies you would love because it's just it's campy. It's not too it's not scary at all. And it's just silly. It's, you know, I think you mm-hmm. would really like it just for fun. So those are some friendly horror stuff if you want to watch those. But for now, without further ado, let's go snicking. Yes. <laughs> So, okay, let's talk about this creepy ass theme and the visuals we get as the opening. It's all done in this like gray blue scale colorization, um, more of the blue side than the gray, but still. Um, we get the shot of like an abandoned rowboat washed up on the shallow rocky shores and a playground swing set where the swing just starts swaying on its own with a loud squealing creak. And wooden shutters flapping and banging on in the wind on a stormy night. A dark attic. Oh, attic. What the hell's an attic? <laughs> attic. <laughs> that is right. That doesn't sound right. Why does attic not sound right right now? You and your head, you're doing great, man. Yeah, yeah. We get into this spooky attic with this fan that's not spinning in a in a fucking leprechaun doll or something. It's like a hobo dummy. Yeah, or, I, or it's a person in a mask. It kind of looks it, like a person in a mask too. It's kind of freaky it always freaked me out that's the creepiest part of this whole opening for me yeah absolutely and you know it's how i talked about earlier i was such a scaredy cat as a kid this just b-roll footage in the way with this blue color grade just Mm -hmm. scared the pants off of me and the music is just kind of it's really kind of warped sounding in a way like something's not letting it play all the way and we zoom in on a key, a keyhole of a door with this light streaming through, and then it flashes over to the sudden darkness, and this hand comes up with a match that lights up to reveal the title, Are You Afraid of the Dark? And then the hand creepily slow goes down, the match goes out, and you see the you know smoke coming up. And whew, it's still creepy. It's still opening, it's still really mood setting. You it's know? it's good shit. You could tell like they storyboard this so well. Like, yeah, it's it's very good. And I don't know. If like, because it's definitely the whole tone is so moody and it's definitely like we are really trying to entice the the your, your fears in this show, you know, and I, I don't know if the mm-hmm. kids shows do that as much now. I don't know. I don't watch them, but no, um, I don't think so either. <laughs> yeah. I really don't think they do. Um, They don't put that much into it. It's like they took all these elements of things you would see in your average neighborhood the swing set, there's a rowboat like on a creek, you know, you might see that out in the woods if you're going, you know, it's things that seemingly during the day wouldn't be, wouldn't be that bad, but you do it at night, you do it in blue gray scale, you put some haunting music behind it. And it's like, oh yeah, chill bumps, you know? Yeah. And it's, it really makes you feel, I don't know. It takes you back to that time, you know, when you're just like, you weren't certain, you know? And, uh, 
before we had smartphones to look things up and figure things out. And you just had to go by your wits, you know, mm-hmm. and I just, I love that feeling. I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, n- not only just like looking stuff up or whatever, but like also just like, just, just to distract you from stuff. Right. Cause like, you're just, if you're watching something like this, you're just watching it, you know, you're not mm-hmm. being distracted by something buzzing next to you. Oh yeah, totally. And, and the thing is with this, it inspired me because with Goosebumps, I got into reading the stories and, and Are You Afraid of the Dark came out just after Goosebumps, the, the books came out. Um, the Goosebumps TV show didn't come out for like a few years later, but so I was into Goosebumps and I got into writing because of Goosebumps. But then when the Midnight Society showed up, when this showed up and they told stories, I was like, Ooh, so I got my friends to join in on me. And so like once a month we would meet and we found a spot in the woods, we made a spot. And when it would rain, sometimes we, if we couldn't go out there, we would just go up in somebody's attic mm. and, uh, tell stories and make up stuff. And some of them did pretty well. One girl cheated and told a story. She read in the scary stories to tell the dark. I and knew because I was her, like, you right? cheated. <laughs> <laughs> the body was never found. <laughs> you know, did you also that. have that magic fire dust that they have in this show? Oh, I'll explain that in a second. Okay. I can explain that. Yeah. Okay. So in the episode, we open on the campfire and the voice of a young boy saying, we're called the Midnight Society and a wolf howls in the distance. Then we see him. He's got glasses and we come to know him. I'm just going to go and tell you his name is Gary. He's the leader of the Midnight Society. And he continues. Separately, we are very different. We like different things. And then it starts to scroll past all the different members. We go to different schools and we have different friends. But one thing draws us together, the dark. Each week, we gather around this fire to share our fears and our strange and scary tales. It's what got us together and it's what keeps bringing us back. This is a warning to all who join us. You're going to leave the comfort of the light and step into the world of the supernatural. I love that. It's very Rod Serling in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's so good. And it's also like kind of serious too. It's kind of like setting this tone of like, we're not messing around here. We're we're we don't know each other. We don't know each other's last names. I don't even know where they live. But we just meet each other in the middle of the woods and tell scary stories. <laughs> and creep the hell out of each other in the at midnight. And so I mean, oh yeah, the newer Midnight Society. It's different. I mean, they still, they, they don't do Are You Afraid of the Dark like they used to. This used to show the stories they told. In the newer ones, they show a little bit of it, but it's mainly the story, the, the episode is based around the Midnight Society and them going through something. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is supposed to be about their stories, you know, but mm-hmm. they've changed it. Somebody else took it over and the original creator doesn't really have much say. So, oh, well. So we have the other members. We have Goody Two Shoes Betty Ann, quote Tomboy Kiki, which they don't really like to use that term as much anymore, but that's what she was called back then. Today, right. technically, she might have been cast as a trans or non-binary character if it were today. But and then we have pre-TV share Horowitz Rachel Blanchard playing Kristen. Do you recognize her, the blonde girl? No, what would I recognize her from? She was from Clueless, the TV show. She played Cher. Oh, okay. Yeah, she went on to play Cher, and you know, the only, pretty much the only character who didn't come from the movie, <laughs> <laughs> for the most part, at least you know of that group. Um, and later on, Joanna Garcia. Do you know who jo- Joanna Garcia is? 
Mm-mm. She is. She was on Reba. She played the pregnant daughter on Reba. She um, was also Sandy Sue in Not Another Teen Movie. Uh, I'm Sandy Sue. And uh, yeah, she ended up joining the Midnight Society later on, I think in the second season. So, but anyway, so we have that. We have the smart-ass Eric, soft-spoken David, and of course, the leader, Gary, who's clearly the geeky character because he wears glasses. Don't we love that fun stereotype? <laughs> he 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 reminded me of like, he looks I was like, oh, this looks like a young Bob Saget almost. Just, just. Like, didn't he look like that a little bit? It's kind of like, no, he kind of looks like, he kind of looks like Bob Saget mixed with uh, the dude Bob Saget was playing on How I Met Your Mother. Um, oh, uh, Ted Mosby. I, don't, I forget his real name. Yeah. But yeah, he kind of looks like grown up Ted Mosby and younger Ted Mosby mixed together in a way. But yeah, oh my I see God, it. And they're both characters are just telling stories. <laughs> <laughs> and they are. Oh my God. There you go. Tie in right there. And that kids is how I met and killed your mother. <laughs> <gasps> Submitted for the approval. Yeah. No. Um, Submitted for the <laughs> of my children. No. Oh my god, no. Although it's something to be funny to make a horror version of How I Met Your Mother. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, so at this week's meeting, David brings an annoyed, blindfolded kid named Frank Moore, who seems to have an attitude. He's like, hey, watch it, man. And I'm yeah. like, looking back, there's really clear signs that these things were made from Canada. Like, especially like... <laughs> The semi accident, the denim. <laughs> That's what I wrote. I said all the denim. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, and it's like he said, like, "Hey, watch it, man!" Like it's like how he's trying to sound tough, but he has too much of an accent that doesn't work. It's okay. All oh, right, that's kid. funny. You know I what think I'm saying? I think I was so distracted by like them trying to be, him be like a tough guy and everything. And mm-hmm. Besides him being like, you know, like watch it, watch it, dude. Um, he, you could tell he's like a tough kid because like he doesn't have his like jacket like over both his shoulders. He lets one of them like, kind of like slide and hang. And yeah, it's he like, oh, form. Yeah, it's like this kid. <laughs> this kid doesn't care if he looks disheveled or not. <laughs> he's not trying he- to impress anybody. He's just annoyed and he's annoyed with the blindfold and um, Christian reminds him that it's their meeting place and it's secret. And Kiki's like, yeah, you, you don't get to learn anything about us or the location until you're officially in the Midnight Society. So David says that he's sponsoring Frank because he's, quote, a good guy. And I'm, I look back and I go, how can you tell, David? <laughs> See, see, that's 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 funny because like whenever like at least like me and my friends like whenever we're kind of like introducing to somebody else we know we're like oh yeah you like him he, he's a great guy you know <laughs> that can yeah. just kind of like just breeze past that. I have so many questions though about how they're recruiting people to this because like apparently like the, the rules are you know like these there aren't like they're not like friends outside of this group you know mm-hmm. and they don't go to schools with each other so I'm just like picturing these kids like going to like playgrounds outside of their neighborhood or whatever be like hey kid you want to <laughs> you want to tell some spooky stories let me blindfold you real quick well i know in the newer um are you afraid of the dark some of them they do go to school together not everybody does like some of them go to different schools or somebody knew somebody through somebody else or you know what i mean like and it's just kind of this thing but like how do you approach somebody hey by the way <laughs> i meet with my friends at midnight in the woods and we tell stories like you want to join like how do you approach somebody about that? Like, <laughs> I need you to sneak out of your house after 10 p.m. With, without your parents seeing you. I'm going to find you at the end of the block, blindfold you, gag you, hit you over the head, and bring you to the middle of the woods. We're going to start a fire with magic dust. Like, what? And if you 
if you successfully tell a good story with a, with a three act plot that we can follow, then you are in the club and we will let you out of the woods. <laughs> I apologize for my dog, by the way, who is just being loud as ever. <laughs> no, I didn't even hear her. <laughs> She's over here eating and don't eat. Don't eat. dog. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Whatever, it's okay. But yeah, Frank is all like, really? Sneak out at midnight? I'm a nonconformist. I'll do it. I don't care what I got to do. You know, it's probably what he thought. But like, I'm like, he's a good guy. I'm like, how can you tell, David? He's been nothing but a jerk to you and your friends in the past 30 seconds that we've known him. <laughs> to be fair, he is blindfolded and they won't let him be unblindfolded. I will be a little, I'll be giving some sass too. <laughs> eh, kind of. I mean, maybe if he tripped and fell on his face on the way in, which might have happened. <laughs> he might have done that. Like, Oh, damn it. You know, sorry. Can I take this off? No. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting uh, indoctrination into the midnight society. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to give him a backstory of my own that he stood up for David uh, for a, to a bully or something like that. And David's like, Hey, you want to join my club? <laughs> That's a good point. He's like, what, what like constitutes like a good guy? It's like, he let me like copy his homework guys. He's cool. <laughs> He's a good guy. Yeah. He, he gave me some gum once. <laughs> He's a good guy. Yeah. No. So anyway, so shithead Eric sort of teases him with this like, yeah, but can he tell a good story? And Frank's immediately like, who the hell said that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, I can tell, like, Frank just hears the snotty white privilege in this kid's voice. <laughs> He's just like, you little shit. Who, who the hell's talking about me? <laughs> and Eric, like, flinches and, like, steps back toward Betty Ann for protection. A little wimp. He does that all the time, yeah. too, the series. So they sit Frank down and tell him, like, this is your story. You have to tell the story to audition for the Midnight Society and, you know, are you ready for it? And he's like, I'm ready. Are you guys ready? And they're all like, ooh, kind of mocking him. And they're like, okay, apparently he can kick your ass, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the blindfold's not like it's sealed on with magic, guys. <laughs> no, it's not. I bet you that's also like the, the, the second thing for like that magic dust. If he does un- unblind him, fool himself, they just throw the dust in his eyes, like pocket sand, you know, they get him. <laughs> So they sit down and he's like, you know, Frank, um, David tells him, like, remember how we discussed it? Like, because David's got to be the one to throw the dust, you know, because he's a member and Frank's not. And plus he's blindfolded, so he doesn't know where to throw the dust. So he says, all right, submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. I call this story. And David throws the dust, the quote, midnight dust into the fire, which is all just coffee creamer. Is it really? That's all it is. And it is flammable as hell. <laughs> yes. Mythbusters did like a whole episode on it and like they got like a huge explosion with it. Mm-hmm. So that's what they've been using. That's what causes the flames to shoot up on, on Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, my God. they thought God. about doing it with like, you know, they didn't want it Diesel. to look too gas-like because that could blow up somebody. Mm-hmm. And um, so they didn't want to have gas going and doing it. And then, you know, I could send somebody's face. So they just said, throw this dust. It goes for a minute and then it's gone. Right. So that's what they did. And he announces the name is the tale of the phantom cab. Ooh. So his story focuses on two brothers, Denny and Buzz. Great names, whatever. Um, yes. yes one went to the moon. Dis- <laughs> one yeah. of them went to the moon. And then the other one opened up a diner and introduced to America, the all-star breakfast. So I'm not sure which legacy is better. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking Frank might've been eating at a Denny's. 
and maybe like a bee was trying to get into the window and he's like, oh, buzz. <laughs> so Frank describes him like this. He says, quote, Denny was a big, strong and smart. Buzz was kind of a geek. He wanted to prove himself to his big brother. And I said, so Buzz fits his description very well. Like mm-hmm. you look at him and then I'm like, he's small, he's meek, you know. Then you look at Denny, who is not big or strong, and uh, I'll give him the kind of smart, but not but really smart. But he'll kick the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea if Frank's imagination is fucked up and that's what we're seeing. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I also wonder if it's like, you know, the POV of Buzz. So, like, to him, his older brother is does look like this big, strong guy. But, yeah, he just looked like this scrawny little punk the whole Yeah. Whole He's time. wearing a black back backwards baseball cap with a white tee and a light denim vest that are all tucked into his darker jeans. <laughs> They're tucked in like that's conformity right there and huge, big old basketball shoes, you know, like oh that are God. untied. And it's like, none of you were prepared for the woods at all. No, they went on a hike. Like, okay. <laughs> they, they go on some woodland hike for some reason. And Frank says that Buzz was going to get the chance to prove himself on this trip, but it appears they are lost. And as Denny figures out that they are lost and makes fun of Buzz for plotting this course, Buzz like drops the map into a puddle, trying to defend himself from Denny. And Denny's like, you're such a loser. Now we can't even read the map. Oh my <laughs> like, gosh. He, yeah. He calls him like lame wad. And oh, man, there, there's, I wrote down a few things that he calls him here. That was really like, wow. Classic I know, slam. very 90s, very 90s. Like, wow, yeah. I don't understand the purpose of the hike for Denny. Like, if he hates his brother so much, why did he agree to go on this hike with him? <laughs> and what ruined the plot? But yeah, no, it doesn't, none of this really makes sense. It's just, it, it, it also doesn't make sense that Denny hates Buzz so much. It doesn't like really play much into it. Like, they could have just been cooperative brothers, you know, that like to go on yeah. hikes. It, it and then just get into nothing an into the story. It. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever. Okay. It gives us a little too much information. But if you, I think back and I look at some old stories I used to write, I'm like, yeah, I did the same thing, though. I would give information for no reason, just to, for no reason. There really wasn't a reason for it. But I look back, I'm like, it was relevant to me at the time. So mm-hmm. maybe that's a kid's storytelling aspect, you know? I don't know. Maybe. So Denny shakes the water off the map and Buzz is fumbling with his compass. And he's like, man, this is whack. And I'm like, oh, yeah, wiki, wiki, whack. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like, come on, kids. And he starts to like, he's making a plan to circle. Hey, so let's just circle back from that ridge and we'll go into the red trail. And Denny's like, you know, watch the edge. And of course, Buzz, at that moment, Buzz slips and falls. Fucking dumbass smart kids thinking they know everything and shit. Fuck them kids. <laughs> I don't need to. <laughs> and then he turns to find Buzz literally hanging off a cliff of rocks. And he gets Buzz to grab his hand. He pulls him up begrudgingly. And Buzz brags about, well, hey, look, I saved the compass. Instead of saying thank you. <laughs> yes. But and then he's like, I should have let you fall. <laughs> Yes, but Denny goes when he goes when he reaches out his hand to grab him. He goes, "Grammy, you jerk," <laughs> <laughs> which which makes me think that Denny grew up to be that uncle from Home Alone when he's just like, "Look what you did, you little jerk," <laughs> and he just goes and starts. Yeah, he does. He seems like that for sure. Mm-hmm. Same attitude, same energy. 
But, you know, he's he, he's like, I should have let you fall. And I'm like, it's a bit dramatic, Denny. But, you know, fuck Buzz for not saying thanks for let, not letting me die. <laughs> so, you know, look at whatever you want to. I used to be on Buzz's side growing up and like watching it this go around. I'm like, I see he's the one who got them into this whole mess in the first place. The whole trip was planned by him. He screwed up everything. We'll get into it. But still, fuck him. <laughs> Like I say, I'm still Team Buzz as of right now because Denny was a bit of a jerk, but um, maybe you can convince me otherwise as we go through this. Probably, probably. So nighttime approaches and they're still lost. Denny wants to know if Buzz even knows how to read a compass. And, you know, he's like, wait, he notices Buzz holding it a certain way. And he's like, are you always holding it like that? And Buzz, it seems, has been pointing the compass at his belt buckle, which attracts the magnet of the compass. So they've been walking in no particular direction all day and night. I'm like, okay, so maybe Denny is smart and he knows some things now. He has some, at least some particular survival skills, right? I'll give him that. Now I'm kind of on his side when he calls his brother fucking worthless. (laughs) And he says also, um, but at the same time, I'm like, um, why did you not step in sooner before it got dark? It was very obvious a little while ago when it was bright as hell that you were lost. Right. But like I would have forced Buzz, like, give me the map and the compass. We're getting us the hell out of here. You failed. <laughs> we're getting yeah. the hell out of this woods. But my, like, you know, screw him trying to prove something to you. Like you need to get your asses home. But that's whatever. We wouldn't have this story. So Buzz is sure they are close to town and starts to run toward a trail he thinks he knows about. And then he's like, where the hell are you going? He runs after him and they stop to catch their breath in time to see someone's flashlight coming towards them. They think it could be like a forest ranger or another hiker. And then he just wants the person to have a blanket saying, you know what? You can freeze your ass off for all I care. I'm taking that blanket. (laughs) I don't care about you. I'm like, I hear that, Denny. Get that blanket. So Buzz says, you know, maybe it's a maniac in a hockey mask that's going to slash us. I'm like, shut your ass up, kid. We don't need that BS right now. to the damn woods i'll be like why are you throwing flames you know why are you god i i wish that's what came out of the woods i would have loved to see a little hacking here yeah <laughs> <laughs> that'd be hilarious but we see the silhouette of a guy in a ball cap with like a huge lid flipped up and leather he's got, jacket oh my god leather jacket he's got this flashlight in one hand the other hand is in his jacket pocket and mm. denny tells buzz to let him do the talking and the guy shines a light like right up in their faces. like, And he doesn't take it out of their face. Even when he says, hey, can you dim that? Get out of my face. And he still shines right up in his face. Like, I... But not showing it on his own face. And you can clearly see them well enough in the nighttime. There's good moonlight going on. And he goes, hello. Who do we have here? In the most Canadian accent that's ever Canadian. <laughs> it's Hello. <laughs> It's it's good. And also, this guy is also not dressed for hiking either, which should have been a red flag to these two. I know. I'm like, why is this guy randomly walking through the woods? Like, Have have these kids, like, do you think that they've actually have ever been to the woods before, before this day? Because it really feels like that they've never seen a tree before. Oh, no, they're not dressed for it at all. I mean, Buzz is kind of, he's got the backpack at least, you know, but. Yeah, he at least has supplies of some sort, but like. No snacks, it, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it seems like, like when they've gone on hikes before, it was like in the mall or something like that. Like, it seems like they seriously have never touched grass before. VR hikes. <laughs> yeah. 
We'll go to Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, no, I fell down a ravine. And you, like, fall on the ground and you hurt yourself. You see those videos where people, like, think they're falling and they just fall down. Oh, yeah. That'd be hilarious. Are you afraid of the VR? That'd be great. So Buzz speaks up because, you know, fuck what your little brother says. He goes, let me take the lead. He's like, no, I'm going to go ahead. Hey, my name's Buzz. This is Denny. And we are lost. I'm like, yeah, you're a boy genius. Why don't you just let your, give him your kid, your parents' credit card numbers while you're at it, you stupid fucking kid. And here's my blood type <laughs> in case you need it. And my parents' work hours are from here to here. I mean, I mean, I can't really talk. I really can't because when I was a kid, I was at my, my great aunt's house in Pennsylvania for uh, the family reunion. And me and my cousins, there's five of us. And we went walking through the woods and we, we hopped a fence and there was like a dock and there was like a pond and we went on the dock and we we're walking around and all of a sudden we hear somebody come up to us. Hey, what are you doing? And it was this guy. We were on his property. We didn't realize it. It was a no trespassing sign. We just completely didn't see it. And we're just standing in this guy's dock and his pond. And he's, what are you doing here? And he comes up to us. He goes, what's your name? We're like, uh, 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 we didn't want to, he goes, where are you from? And me and me and my cousins from here were like, Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> and then my cousins from there were like, I can't tell you that because you're a stranger. <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. I know. And we were just like, he was like, you aren't supposed to be here. We got in so much trouble. Like he called our great aunt's house and like chewed her out. And like, we didn't do anything. We literally just walked on your property and then you showed up. Like that was it. That's all that happened. But. And yeah. people freak out. Like, we didn't have anything on us. There was no litter. We didn't, like, trash anything. It was very obvious. We were just there. You know, we were kids. Mm-hmm. We're like, sorry, we didn't mean to. Get over it. Some people are too territorial. Oh, absolutely. Especially anyway. Pennsylvania. God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them Pen- Pennsylvanians. No, I'm just kidding. No. I'm <laughs> I don't say that. I have family there, so I don't mean that. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So this guy says he's a traveler like them and says his name is Flynn with this like chuckle. He's like, my name's Flynn. <laughs> I'm like, you're giving major pedophile vibes right now. Right. Buddy. Like you're just a little too happy about this. My name's you know, Flynn is the last thing you're going to hear, kid. <laughs> you know, my name's Flynn. Remember that name? You'll be screaming it later. Oh, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what it feels like. So Denny asks, are you lost too? And, and Flynn says, you could say that, though I could never be truly lost. I know these woods too well. The fuck? Like, you're either lost or you're not, man. Like, <laughs> it's a yeah. yes or no question. He's clearly unhinged. So just, I mean, knock him over, steal his flashlight, maybe his jacket, and just run, kids. <laughs> just go. He's not going to find you. <laughs> Hit him in the head and sprint. I mean, go. Like, get out of there. I can hear, so Buzz, I can see Denny going like, hey, we got to go two directions. He can't go after both of us. <laughs> I know. And you're like, oh yeah, let's get even further lost and separated. That's even better. Yes. Best man will win. <laughs> I'll make it home. We'll have a funeral. I'll, I'll remember your favorite song for your funeral. That kind of thing. Right. So yeah, Buzz asks if they are far from town and Flynn says, farther than you know, my friend, farther than you know. I'm like, ominous adult who keeps evading direct questions. No, I'm gone. See ya. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not dealing with this. So, yeah, Denny asks if he can help them. And Flynn says, me? And I'm on Denny's side. I'm like, yeah, who the fuck else was I talking to, dipshit? (laughs) Can you help us with me? (laughs) Yes. The hell? Like, Denny is the voice of reason in this whole story so far. (laughs) Like, so far, he's like, yes, I mean you. Who else is here? (laughs) I never imagined I'd be like, 
on the side of the supposed bully character, but I yeah, mean, <laughs> you're on the I've side known. of the angry older brother that is <laughs> yes. fed up and doesn't have patience for anybody. And I'm the younger brother in real life, so it's kind of like, but you know, I look at kids nowadays. I'm like, yeah, I don't like you, kids. <laughs> you're stupid. I don't like you. Flynn says they look half frozen and says that he can show them to someone who can help. He starts to walk off and Buzz finally, finally earns a smart kid points and says, maybe we shouldn't follow him because he kind of gives me the creeps. And I'm like, okay, thank you, Buzz. And then he turns and like becomes stupid and arrogant. It's like, I can handle this dude. I'm like, Danny, Danny, where did we go wrong, buddy? Like, come (laughs) on, man. The arrogance. Also, push your hair up into your hat, please. Your hair looks stupid like this. Like yeah, just, that, he has the hat like on the crown of his head, like he's mm-hmm. fucking Jughead or something. I don't know, but like, trying to be crazy. It's just hanging on there barely. Yeah, it's 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 it sucks. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Too much denim. Too much hair. So they follow Flynn into the mysteriously misty woods. There's like fog and mist everywhere. And Buzz asks, you know, can't you just give us directions back to town? And Flint says, oh, it's too far. I'm like, sure. Trust the creepy adult man walking randomly in the woods. Go ahead, kids. You got this. And Flint says he's taking them to a cottage of the good doctor. Dun, dun, dun. I don't, I don't like that. I'm like, it's, you know, I was going to say, is Freddie Highmore? <laughs> is he going to start throwing fits like he does in the show, apparently? Yeah, no, it's it, for some reason him being a doctor is even creepier for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's great. I, I love this character coming up. So Denny respectfully asks, what kind of doctor lives like a hermit in the woods? And Flynn basically just ignores him. Instead, he asks the kids, oh, how are you good at solving riddles? And Denny's like, why? And Flynn's like, just asking. I'm like, no, no, guys, nothing about this is good. Also, these woods had the brightest moonlight, and you can see the kids and the trees very clearly <laughs> right. in the dark. Yeah. So they reach a stone cabin that kind of looks like where a hobbit on welfare would live. And uh, it does, does it not? Yeah. Um, Flynn says, you know, before you ask for help from the good doctor, you should be really sure you need it. And Buzz is like, why? And, and Flynn says, because the prices the doctor charges can be steep and then he like laughs a bit too maniacally for my taste and the laugh just fades away in an echo as Denny turns to ask him something else and notices he's vanished I'm like yep yeah, I'm out I'm on my way home I'm I'm gone I'm, I'll just follow the North Star thanks you know? yeah <laughs> that's what I mean that's all you can do yeah stranger danger t- to the max this is n- not a good s- situation for the kids here yeah I mean I mean yeah, I, I just would have fucking run. Yeah, this is also <laughs> the that the 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 welfare hobbit house that you, that you just described so greatly. The there's like this creepy orange glow coming from it too. That that does not scream. Come in here. This is safe. I'm like, where is this light coming from in the middle of the woods? Where's this electricity coming? I hear no generator. Like, what's going on? I don't. I, don't, I just want to know. Fantastic question. I mean, all right. The logistics of Are You Afraid of the Dark Universe? I don't know. So as they approach the cabin, Buzz apologizes for getting them lost. And Denny says, don't worry about it. I'll smack you around when we get home. <laughs> I hear that kid. I hear that. Like smack the shit out of that kid. You're too much on his side. I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> Next, the nearby bushes abruptly start rustling and shaking all around them. And we hear these like disembodied voices, like wailing ah, and screams and stuff. I'm like, bye, bye. See you later. Bye. I'm done. <laughs> I'm it's out of there. So, Thank you. 
It's so Evil Dead. I loved it. Like I was getting like Blair Witch vibes the whole time. Now, once we got to the house, it's like this is like the Evil Dead. Like the woods are alive and they're screaming at you. This is great. You're like, no, 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 no. So they're freaked out. And they're like, oh my god! So they run and they start pounding the door. Help me! Help me! Help me! You know. And for like a few minutes, or it feels like a few minutes, and until this like crazy, wild-eyed, bearded, and crazy-haired man answers, he says that they've made a grave mistake. Then he asks if they are any good at riddles, <laughs> and they just kind of look at him in horror. And all the also the screams have stopped. As soon as he answers the door, the screams just stopped. Yes, yeah, it, it, they, they 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 froze frame a little too long, like the like them pretending to bang on the door. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, I it was you're the door and they're banging on you. Yeah. That's yeah. What they, it was a little cheesy. They had a lot of little cheesy POV shots oftentimes, but sometimes they were pretty good. So after a quick commercial break, the man is laughing at them for some reason, <laughs> you know, and they start to back away and saying, oh, oh, we're at the wrong house. Sorry. But yeah, the wrong house mysteriously in the woods. But the doctor stops them and says they've made a mistake getting lost. He puts his arms around them and he has like, his sweater has holes all up in it. He looks dirty and greasy as hell. I mean, he, ugh, he, I can just imagine he looks the smell. like a disheveled Peter Jackson in this. A little. Yeah. Or he's like Peter's uncle. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the Hobbit house. See, you get, you, you tied it in right there. Yep. There you go. That's where he got his, 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 oh my gosh, it's uncle, it's uncle Jackson. <laughs> it's uncle Jackson. It's uncle Jackson. So he says people get lost all the time and then he ushers them in to get warm, turning back to the night with a mean, sinister look on his face before closing the door. <laughs> Inside the boys see a bunch of what looks like science experiments, like bubbling as well as a very unkempt cabin. I mean, I guess he's a bachelor hobbit, so it ain't going to be pretty. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ho- definitely he's never lived with a woman. <laughs> Hopefully he's hidden the bucket that he shits in somewhere, <laughs> somewhere where you can't find it. You know, I love the idea that he has electricity, but he doesn't have indoor plumbing. <laughs> I mean, okay. So he tells them his name is Dr. Vink and he's a future reoccurring character in Frank's stories. And anytime Frank tells a story, he not anytime, but oftentimes he shows up in Frank's stories and they always introduce him the same way. He always says his name is Dr. Vink. And then somebody says, Dr. Fink. And he says, it's Vink with a va, va, va. Always classic every time. But now I'm looking at him. I'm like, this guy just seems like an eccentric older gay man that I've met over the years. <laughs> and then I made a note. I said, Dr. Vink is a messy bottom. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know why it made me laugh. I was like, oh, I got to put that in. He's a messy bottom. Anyway, he offers them tea. And ignores Denny's talk about helping them get home. Instead, he talks about how he studies nature and, quote, natural science. I'm like, okay, old man, but do you have a phone? Can we just, like, I mean, you obviously have electricity. So can we just, like, get on with this and getting the hell home? We're minors, by the way. We're minors. Like, we're yes. kids. <laughs> can you help us? Denny whispers to Buzz, like, this Dr. Vink is a nutbag. As Vink tries to show them an experiment. The brain of a wild boar. And he just, like, holds it in his hand, like, freely just the brain yeah and it's pretty gross it's really ugh. he then turns back to him and says to denny i am not a nutbag which is also another reoccurring joke that happens in every ep- one of his episodes it's like no i'm not crazy yeah 
No, it's always a nutbag. It's always I'm not a nutbag. You know, like he's not supposed to hear it, but somehow he heard it. It's always the joke. So he asks them, he starts asking about riddles. Again, ignoring their request to get home. How far can you walk into the woods? And Denny's like, can I just use the phone? And he's like, no, how far? And Buzz is like, halfway, because after that, you'd be walking out of the woods. I'm like, okay, yeah. Dr. Vink is impressed. Clever girl. To- <laughs> I know, clever girl. You know, exactly. Like, you know, someone's going like, to get him from the sides. Uh, That's a Jurassic Park reference for those who don't get it. Okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Vink is like, yeah, okay. And he's like, can we use the phone? Goes, no. And he takes some like freaking shears to the phone cord. He's like, I'm going to, if you don't play by my rules of solving these riddles, I'm going to cut this damn phone cord. Yes. Like, he holds, kind of- he holds the phone at knife point in this. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Okay. Chill out. He's like, okay, if you solve my riddle, you can call your parents. But if you don't solve it, what happens if we don't solve it? And he's like, you can just leave. Oh, Okay. Buzz is like, okay, I'm down for this. And Denny's like, okay. He's like really reluctant. All right, fine. Let's do this. So Vink gets all excited and he's trying to, he keeps coming up with like, oh, maybe this one or no, no, this one. He's trying to think of the perfect riddle. And that's when he sees this small, like wooden barrel in the corner and he brings it out and he gets inspired and he goes, oh, I get it. What is it that has no weight can be seen by the naked eye. And if you put it in the barrel, it will make the barrel lighter. And it seems like Buzz is going to get it. He's like, mm, mm, it has no way. He's, he's the smart one after all, supposedly, right? But of course, he can't freaking figure it out. And they're both stumped. They're like, oh, my God. And Vink immediately is like, oh, well, goodbye. Immediately loses interest. Yeah. Even after Buzz is like, can we just do another riddle? And Vink's like, no. And he's like, come on. And he's like, you failed like all the others. And like, the others? Hmm? That's when Vink directs them to a nearby trail that'll take them to a clearing where a taxi passes by every night. And Denny's like, can I just like use the phone, please? Can I just like use the phone? <laughs> it's right here. Vink might let them use the phone if they give him a specimen. And he like measures Buzz's head. I'm like, dude, dude, get off me. Like, don't touch me. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is this is starting to get very creepy here. And you're like, what's wrong with you? And he says, they could give him something valuable and fresh like this. And he turns and he produces this jar with like, like floating severed human hand. Ah! Of course, they like they scream their heads off. And what makes me mad is that their expressions while they're screaming are no, there's no sense of them being scared at all. Especially Buzz. Yeah, he, he just has his mouth open. And yeah, exactly. So literally opening their mouths and yelling emotionless, but yeah. whatever. Worst, worst child acting ever. Denny is at least giving it like a half percent more than Buzz, but Buzz is just j- just opening his mouth. That's it. And they do that whole like they turn that angle thing. They the always Dutch do. Angle, yeah, I hate when they do that. I'm like, oh, okay, this made it too science fictiony feeling to me. You know, like campy. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. Is is this <laughs> this is too campy? <laughs> you don't want it to go more campy than a doctor. I mean, it makes it more. You know what I mean? Like, it makes it even less like you can't be as scared by it because it's got it throws you off. Like, oh, okay. I want to be scared by this, but now you're giving me this, weird angles that throw I would me say out. this would definitely terrify me as a kid. We can talk about it at the end, but like this whole thing definitely would have scared me as a oh, kid. Oh yeah, because Doctor Vink's creepy as shit. You know, mm-hmm. and 
And yeah, he's yeah, I don't like him. I don't want to lose my hand, man. I know, like, no, man. So the kids flee, and behind them, Vink is like from the doorway, he's like, Goodbye for now. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, what the hell's wrong? See, I told you he's a messy bottom. <laughs> um <laughs> that sounds like a pedophile comment too. So we cut back to the Midnight Society with Eric, that fuckwad, saying Frank isn't allowed to put a riddle in the story that can't be solved. But Betty, Betty Ann and Gary think, well, maybe it could be solved. Kiki's not sure. And Kristen's like, that's a cheat. You can't do that. That's a cheat in the story. So Frank's like, maybe you should all shut the fuck up and let me finish. <laughs> right. Yeah. This was so annoying. This was this is like the equivalent of some of that dude going, uh, wait a second. There's a plot hole in your story, man. You know? Yeah. And you're like, no, 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 no. Stop. So he goes back to the story, and the, the boys are running their asses off toward this trail, and Buzz can't believe that there was some dude's hand in the jar. And then he says, we're calling the cops when we get home, man. You know, like, no, no kidding. So Buzz, like, okay, where's this cab? Where's this cab we, we heard about? And then he's like, there's no cab in the woods. Famous last words as they hear a car honking in the distance, and a taxi cab arrives. It's an old-fashioned 1950s, 40s-looking taxi cab, you know. Cool. I always love those old looking. Yeah, it's it's also still like super moody to everything too. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. great. And they're relieved. They immediately get in, and Denny's like, "Hey, can you like take us to town?" And the driver like turns off the vacancy side and hits the gas abruptly. And like the kids are thrown back. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm not feeling this situation, boys. I'd tuck and roll my ass right out of that cab. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bye. Nope. Not doing this. You know, yeah, for Denny would be like, I'm going to get his neck. You just jump up there and start punching him, Buzz. <laughs> I know. Like, dude, we got to get the wheel. Get the wheel, you know. So Denny says that their parents will pay the fare. And that's when they notice Flynn behind the wheel. He says he gives rides to those who can't solve Dr. Vink's riddles. Um, Not good. Not good. And why didn't you just give me a ride in the first place? Right. Like I asked you for help and you're like, I'll take you to this guy. I mean, you had a car the entire time and you apparently know the woods by the back of your hand. So this is all set up and you can feel it, right? Yeah, this is not good. I don't think you've seen this movie, but this gave me such a speak, uh, speak no evil vibes, which is just like for people that know like that part at the end of the movie with the car. Ugh, I was like, damn, they're about to get their specimen for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so Flynn adds that 40 years ago, he drove Dr. Vink. He says Dr. Vink said he would give Flynn a big tip if he could solve a riddle, but he couldn't. And Vink took a, took a specimen from Flynn. And I'm like, I wouldn't have taken that deal. Who agrees to solve a riddle or give somebody a body part? Who does that? This is, oh my God, Dustin, this is, this is Jigsaw. You want to, want to play a game? Like this is, this is it. That This is Saw. There's a lot, I know. And this is well before all that came out. So, you know, some people got inspired, you know, you, have, you know, oh, it. yeah. So Buzz, like, what would the spec? What was the specimen that you gave? And Flynn raises his right arm, which is missing the hand because he had it tucked in earlier. And it's oh, no, the hand in the jar. No, ah, creepy. Like, no, you freaks! I donated sperm. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> he has my baby. Okay. Um, <laughs> I went in a cup. All right. So, yeah, the, <laughs> the hand is from Korea. That was a different story. <laughs> It would be funny if his hand popped up out of the sleeve. He's like, no, it's loose jacket. It's just, whoops, that's all. Yeah, he took my finger, one finger. Like, (laughs) oh, what happened with the hand? Anyway, so we find out that for 40 years, 
He's led lost travelers to the cabin, but no one could solve the riddle. So they always end up catching his cab in the woods every <laughs> night. There's somebody lost in those woods every night. I'm, I'm thinking people are going missing and dying. I think nobody would be going into those woods. And they're always dumb kids that can't solve the riddle. <laughs> I know. Or just, I guess everybody's dumb. I don't know. Maybe Dr. Vink like assesses people's intelligence and like, hmm, you know. Anyway, so Denny calls, you know, he's like, this is BS. Nope. Because Flynn isn't that old. You're not old enough to have been driving this cab for 40 years, <laughs> which is kind of true if you think about it. But uh, so Flynn tells him that before Vink took his hand, Flynn had an accident. He crashed into a tree and then he suddenly turns his head 180 degrees to the boys. He goes, I sort of died. <laughs> no, no, no. Tuck and roll, kids. Tuck and roll. Go. <laughs> right. Out, out the cab. The cab is like speeding at an alarming rate, like through the woods. I'm like, has there been a, a road in these woods this entire time that somebody could just follow out? Right. Yeah. I mean, Okay. And, you know, Flynn's like, there's, you know, whenever someone's lost, he ends up driving them into a tree when they can't solve Dr. Vink's riddles. And he just fucking kills them kids, man. Just kills them kids. Fuck them kids. And so they start figuring out, oh, the bushes outside the cabin are all the ghosts of the people that were killed, or kids or people, whatever. This is fucking fairs. dark. <laughs> and it got dark. They're wailing and stuff. And, and then until someone solves the riddle, they'll all be trapped and they'll be trapped with Flynn. So they're, they're speeding, they're going, they're, they're toward the scene of an accident. And that he Flynn's like, Oh my, my tree's coming up here. You know, might've solved that riddle. And he's like, Oh, it's going to be a doozy. You're going to love this crash. <laughs> like what the hell? <laughs> Man, dude, sadistic. He's really enjoying it. There's still time. Then uh, Denny and Buzz are like, they have like 30 seconds or so to like solve this riddle. And uh, Denny's like, all right, what about helium? How about that would lighten the barrel? Right. And Buzz is like, no, you can't see helium. You can't be seen by the waking naked eye. And he says, but you know, what else would make it weightless? And they're like, oh my God. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There's a trick to this. Um, maybe if you took something out of the barrel to make it lighter. And they're like, okay, okay. And then they're speeding and speeding. And, you know, Flynn's like, oh, it's coming up. Oh, you know. And finally Buzz is like, oh my God, I got it. I got it. It's weightless. It can be seen by the naked eye. And then put into the barrel. It'll make the barrel lighter. Why are you spelling this out? Just say the answer. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just say it. And he goes, what is it? And then he's like, shut the fuck up and give us the answer. And he's like, it's a hole. It's a hole in the barrel. And Flynn's like, get ready. And they go right toward the tree. And then suddenly, boom, Flynn and the cab vanish. And Denny and Buzz fall to the ground, roll, and kind of roll up against the tree. And they're like, oh, my God. And they, they realize they're alive. And they're so excited. And they hug. And they kind of jump around. Yay. And, of course, Denny being the tough guy, pulling back immediately. Like, oh, I'm tough. I can't be hugging my brother. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and, oh, also, this is 1992. Oh, we can't. Yeah, even though we're brothers, we, we can't, like, pretend to, you know, no. like each other anyway. No, no, no. No homo. Right. Yeah. Um, like, your, your brother's. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. I'm still going to slap you around when I get home. <laughs> yeah, no, it's what he's, he's like, he's like, oh man, you broke the curse, Buzz, but you're still a loser. <laughs> you're still my bitch. <laughs> and that's when we see headlights approaching and Buzz is like, oh, not again. I'm like, yeah, exactly. You got yourself in these woods. Get your house out. But it's just a forest ranger. He arrives and recognizes them as missing kids, Denny and Buzz Crocker. He says the whole town has been out looking for them and their parents are worried. And he's like, get in the back of my Jeep. Let's go. So Buzz smiles. They get in the back of the Jeep and he tells the ranger, tell me, how good are you at riddles? Oh, you annoying little scamp. Shut the fuck up. 
<laughs> and that's the end of Frank's story. We fade back to the Midnight Society. And Frank tells them that uh, no one ever saw the phantom cab again. And when they brought the police back to the cottage, they found only found an old stone foundation covered with weeds. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And all the kids are looking around like, ooh. So they all kind of, all right, thumbs up if Frank's in, thumbs down if he's not. And they all unanimously give thumbs up, even Eric, who reluctantly does it. So they remove his blindfold and they officially say hello to Frank as the newest member of the Midnight Society. And we fade out. End of episode. Uh, new member fees are due on Monday, and that's non-negotiable. You've got to build your own chair because they all have like rocks and like logs and stuff to sit on. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to build your own chair and bring it out here. Um, to get a chair, you have to bring us a new specimen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I love this episode. I love it. Was a great first episode. I think it was good introductory. It kind of gave you the whole creepiness, but also fun for kids type of thing. Um. The episode that was after that was called The Laughing in the Dark. And that sounds terrifying. <laughs> oh, it is. And it's it's got the same actor who plays Dr. Vink, but he doesn't play Dr. Vink. And he plays a completely different character. He plays like a, a carnival barker. And there's like a, a fun house and there's Zebo's fun house or whatever. And apparently it's haunted. Mm. And this kid gets like dared, like take the nose off of Zebo. Because Zebo apparently was like a, a clown that had like robbed money and killed people and and it's really screwed up. And so he goes in and Zebo pops out from behind this door and he steals the nose off and closes it and goes home. And next thing you know, you see like light under the door and some movement. And you're like, uh-oh, Zebo's coming to look for his damn nose. <laughs> and he starts showing up. It's creepy as hell. You should watch it. It's really creepy. Back-to-back um, episodes of body parts being dismembered. And I, mean, I mean, seriously. But I did want to tell you, so Doctor, there's two episodes um, in particular of with Dr. Vink that I think you'll like. I think I told you about one. It's called The Tale of the Midnight Madness. And Dr. Vink shows up at like this struggling movie theater that shows old movies. And he's like, hey, I've got my own movie here. And I'll show it. You could show it for free. And, you know, people start coming, you know, just give me one night a week. I just want one night to show movies. That's it. One night. And we'll just show it. And then people show up and. So it becomes like big, like they show it and people are like disturbed by these movies. And the main one he gives them is like a Nosferatu movie that he made supposedly. Well, the thing is the whole story is that at some point, like nobody else is there and like they're running the reel and the kid falls asleep. And when he falls asleep, the Nosferatu character comes out of the screen and starts stalking them in the movie theater. And uh, you're like, Oh crap. And he's kind of creepy looking like he's got like jagged teeth. It's really weird. He's got veins all over his face. So that's one I know you would probably like because of the Nosferatu angle. But the next one is called The Tale of the Dangerous Soup. Soup? Yeah. And it's about a restaurant and he's got like this, you know, it's a failing restaurant kind of thing. And he's got this special soup and, you know, um, I think he's like, or it's already not a failing restaurant. It was a failing restaurant. But and we start, he's like the head chef, Dr. Vink is. And... He's got this soup that people love. It tastes great and everything. And you find out like what he does is he takes people and straps them to a chair. And there's this like gargoyle thing he brings out. It has red eyes and it like scares the, it, the crap out of people. And he basically, he takes their sweat or whatever and he turns it into liquid fear. And he uses drops of it in the soup and it makes it really good. Oh. And that one stars Nev Campbell. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Like pre-party of five. So... Yeah, 
I think you might enjoy that. So just look for that one. They're like, I think he comes in like, I think the Midnight Madness one is season two and the Dangerous Soup is season three. The Dangerous so, Soup. I love that. Yeah. It's really good. It's kind of, it has a very scary stories in the tale in the dark type of vibe to it in a way. But uh, I also still want you to watch the tale of the midnight ride. Okay. You said that's the second episode. Uh, no, it's, no. um, Oh no, that was, that was the, the bank one. Right. Okay. Yeah, it is available. You can download it. Um, I don't know if it's on Paramount plus or not, but I know you can get it on iTunes for sure. But, and it's really good. It's like a mirror of like the kid moves to sleepy hollow, learns about the legend and stuff, but it's also him. He's also like the Ichabod crane type character, you know? Awesome. So it's like a reenactment or retelling, but in the nineties, it kind of gives you a hocus pocus vibe because there's like a school dance and you know, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's good times. I think you'd like it. And anybody else, you should watch those. You know, it also takes place at Halloween. So it's perfect for October. Right. So mm-hmm. look it up, go watch it. Tell the midnight ride. Um, there's the Lonely Ghost. That's a good one. That's from season one. That one's a really good creepy ghost story. That one just scared the crap out of me. There's this like girl gets dared to sleep in a house where the girl was supposedly like left alone. She was like a deaf mute and nobody knew she was there and she was waiting for her mom to come home. The mom went out looking for her and mm-hmm. no one found her and they found her dead later on alone in the house. And so her ghost supposedly haunts the house. And, and so they, these girls, these mean girls like get this other girl to go in and and all of a sudden she's locked in a room. She hears something behind her and she looks back and she sees letters written on the wall, but they're backwards. And she, she looks in the mirror and it says, help me. And then she, as she's looking in the mirror, all of a sudden this girl appears in the mirror and she's like, ah, it's creepy as hell. And she just comes out and she's like walking towards her like, oh my God, it's a, it's a good little story. Um, it's got some creepiness to it, but it's got a little heartwarming ending to it. And it's, it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I like Are You Afraid of the Dark? Okay. <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, it's definitely popular, and it's so funny because I had like this false memory that this was a Disney show, mm. and when I went to like watch it for for this, I was like, oh, this was a Nickelodeon thing, which makes sense because you you said this whole thing was like your your snick thing, and right. I was like, and the whole thing I was like, why why would Disney let them do that? But okay, <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite, but yeah, yeah, it's it's good times. I, I really like it. I, I want to do it again. I want to do Are You Afraid of the Dark again at some point, but we'll get to it eventually. Snick is over. But Snick will be back in just 166 hours and counting. So, everybody, thank you guys for listening. Um, you should definitely listen to Autopsy of a Horror Movie, uh, Brucker's show. And also, Orlean is uh, a guest host frequently on there. She's pretty much almost a main staple now. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's a definitely a co-host now on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Orlean is making the rounds. She's got her own podcast. She's on the Rewatch Recap. She's also an Autopsy of a Horror Movie. So, it's Orlean times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> her time to shine in the podcast world. But, Brucker, tell everybody where they can reach you on socials. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. This was a lot of fun. It was a good walk down memory lane for me, too, to rewatch this. But uh, people can find me on Twitter or x.com, or however you want to call it, Instagram, threads, TikTok, at Brucker Horror. And uh, you can find Autopsy of Horror Movie anywhere you find podcasts. Yes, and he has some really great episodes. I'm on a few. Um, of course, we just said Orleans on them. Yeah, and you and I, we did um, Happy Death Day, and then we did a commentary track for Happy Death Day Part 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I'm trying to remember, I know you've been on some other ones. We talked about oh, the oh, kills we did Trick or Treat. Scream. 
and trick or treat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You keep calling it trick or treat. And I'm just like, no, the apostrophe is the O. <laughs> the apostrophe is the O. If you want to hear more of that banter, go to that episode. <laughs> okay. The Rewatch Recap was brought to you by me, Dustin Holden. You can find the show on Instagram at The Rewatch Recap, or you can find me on TikTok at Dustin underscore Holden. Find me there for my weird-ass sense of humor, amongst other silly things related to my other show, Dustin Can Read and Watch. Speaking of which, my email is the same as the other show. You can reach me at DustinCanReadPod at gmail.com. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time on The Rewatch Recap. Bye.